Tonight on the show, we talk hot tubs, the Hamptons, and Madman Mars with 1981 or 82, depending on who you talk to, Madman. My guest tonight is Phil Murphy. This is Manic Movie Monday. For the touch of your lips, dear But much more for the touch of your whips, dear You can raise welts like nobody else As we dance to the masochism tango Tonight I am really excited to have this guest on my show This is a person who not only is a brilliant screenwriter But also is a really cool podcast and is one of the reasons I got into podcasting to begin with and everything. So please help me welcome Phil Murphy from Camp Good Boy. All right. Yeah. How's it going, everybody? How's it going? Awesome. Good to be here. Very glad to be here. Yay. Oh, my gosh. So you basically picked this movie. And so I want to know your background with, well, it's Madman, And mm. now some people say this is 81 and then some people say it's 82. Yeah. I, I looked that up when I was watching it the other night and it said 81. I, I'll take it that it's 82. That's when I was born. That makes it even more special. That's like my me. favorite year for horror. <laughs> so that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so the, so the plot for anyone that was like me and hadn't actually seen Madman. The plot is at a youth summer camp, counselors start being maimed and slaughtered in various ways by the backwoodsman who has returned when his name is called. And that is pretty much that's 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 to be synopsis of the movie. <laughs> so, but you know what's great is the summer camp, there's like three campers. I know. I was wondering that because when I was watching it, I I had to watch it a few times before I could figure out like who was a who who was actually a like a counselor versus yeah you know, <laughs> it's very <laughs> unclear it's very unclear it's very unclear and our our counselors are of a different age they all are they all very much look like theater students yeah it's oh it's I mean I I love it I could I, but yeah like yeah yeah let's let's get into it all right awesome so. We've got Madman Mars, a yep. play by Paul Ellers, and he was actually the production designer on the film originally. Oh, that's cool. And then they were like, well, how would you do this scene or how would you design this scene? And he was like, well, I would do it this way. And then they were like, well, do you want to play the killer? Oh, that's great. And and then they just gave him the job. And now he's still alive, which is really oh, cool. nice. Because unfortunately, a lot of our cast members have passed, but he is a fantasy knife designer. What a cool life. Yeah. You're Madman Mars. You're you're this like God and these like really niche horror movie fans. Yes. And you're, what is it again? A knife? A fantasy knife designer, which I was married to a LARPer, i.e. live action role playing. So I know all about fantasy knife design. Wow. What are fantasy knives? Okay. So, <laughs> yay. So fantasy knives would be knives that are designed specifically from movies or TV. So uh, like, okay. you want to have the sword from Lord of the Rings, God, like right, my right. ex-husband did, and all of the other swords <laughs> from Lord of the Rings. 
Yeah, seriously. So it was like, then thus you would call upon a fantasy knife designer to make that happen. Wow, that's a cool job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you have to, it's, there's, you know, like you have to replicate that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, it's a huge thing, but that is what our, that is what Madman is doing now. So that's great. And uh, we've got Galen Ross as Betsy, who's most well known as from Dawn of the Dead. But in this movie, she's no, she's actually billed as Alexis Dubin. And the reason this is, is because this is a non-union film. And it seemed like it. (laughs) (laughs) Most, most of the actors in this film had to, had to use pseudonyms because of the union. Wow. Interesting. So that's why they're all. Is she the main, is she the, is she the, like the final girl with the blonde? Yeah. She's the, right. She's the sort of Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah great value kind of girl did you notice the entire movie she's got a knife on her on her belt yeah on her belt yeah i'd love i I never pay i didn't pick up on that when i saw it for the last year but then when i watched it the other night i'm like well she's ready for anything right (laughs) Like like she's totally exactly she's totally ready to go and she was also the wife in creep show she's the she's the one who gets buried up to her neck in the sand ah, and that's Leslie, the best part of creep show i it's love that i love that whole wow, that's great. segment yes so she gets she gets buried up so while ted dancing gets buried <laughs> so. that's like such a good that was such a good what are those called are they vignettes what are those anthology episode and thought that's my favorite that one with ted dance i remember that one from when i was younger Classic. I love, love Creep Show. Creep Show is great. Creep Show is one of it those. Really, and Creep Show too. And Creep Show too. The Raft is one of my favorite oh, stories. Oh my god, it's amazing. It's just creepy and weird, and then at the very end, he's like, "Ha ha, I beat you!" And this thing's just like, "Fuck off!" And just yeah, no, so you didn't beat anything. <laughs> he's That's like, the nope. one when the yeah when there's like that tar in the water, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. That, oh, that one's great. Yeah. Yeah, I I actually like found the the story that it's based off of the Stephen King story. It's in I I want to say it's it's in Bachman books or one of those. Of course, I'm sure our audience will correct me, but and it talks about like what the raft represents and how it has all these like weird colors in it and it hypnotizes the person who's looking at mm. it so that that's why they go near it like they go to touch it because who the hell would go near like a slimy oozy thing yeah (laughs) like oh i think i'll touch that (laughs) (laughs) and it's like no i mean it it hypnotizes them so it makes them want to touch it and then when it touches it 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 zaps them with this like almost like a painkiller that makes them just completely go numb and then it just swallows their body Yeah, yeah that's so stephen king so much cocaine. <laughs> oh, tons. <laughs> he was tons. So great. And then we've got TP. Yep. Yep. TP. TP rocking that belt buckle. Yep. The you Jacuzzi know? King of Mad Men. That's right. That's Tony Nunziata, or also known as Tony Fish. And he was known as Tony Fish because he worked in a fish market. Okay. And he became the director of the Sardine Museum in British Columbia. <clears throat> wow. And we lost him in 09 to non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Oh man. Yeah. May he yeah. rest in peace. Right? And he sang the song in the movie. He he sure did. Yeah, in the beginning. Now, and he, he sang, sang the, the jacuzzi song? song too. 
Oh, that's him. I shazammed that because that scene is like high art. <laughs> that is one of the greatest scenes in a horror movie. It's like a, it's like a love scene set to. It was like candlelight. There's like a sponge oh my God. in the background. Ah, <laughs> uh, that scene is unbelievable. And then it has the. You didn't let me finish. So many questions. The Titans. So many questions. I was like, well. <laughs> I mean, we could go lots of different ways with this, but it's water. So, and for any of our female listeners who are thinking of having sex in a hot tub, as the daughter of a former gynecologist, I can tell you that that is not a good idea. It doesn't, see, I've never done it. I've never had the desire to do it. So bad. It, 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 isn't there a bedroom nearby? Right. I mean, you, you, yeah, you, you, you might as well just shove a bunch of bacteria into your vagina. It's, it's disgusting. <laughs> it's yeah. really bad for you. Right. You know, it seems like it. It's like one of the worst things that you can do. Like I remember when I worked for my father, we would get all kinds of calls. We'd get all kinds of calls from patients who would just be like, I don't know what happened, you know? And, uh, and, he, and he would tell his patients, he's like, stay out of the hot tub, stay out of the, stay out of the workout room, stay out of the sauna. Mm. <laughs> just, just don't. Just do it. Don't, don't do it. Just but it's probably it. the best. It's probably the best horror movie jacuzzi scene yes. other than Halloween, Halloween two. Yeah. Absolutely. Those are, those With are the two Bud that are, and, that uh, and and his and nurse Karen. Yeah, yeah. that's Halloween too, right? Halloween two hospital. is Bud and yeah. Karen. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Good stuff. I love Halloween too. I'm in the minority I, with that, but I like I do. it too. Yeah. Well, apparently John Carpenter drank like a six pack of beer while he was writing it at night because he he didn't want to do it. He's like, no, nope. like I ended this. Right. Wait, there, you're you're gonna make it that it's. Like I, th- I think like the fact that Jamie Lee Curtis was Michael Myers' sister was, I think, a drunken idea. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. He was it's... just like, whatever. You want me to do this? Then I'm just gonna mail this in. Kitchen sink it. <laughs> yeah, he throw... kitchen synced it, and it. A bunch of stuff. But but it's still because it takes place on that night. It still has the feel from the first one. Yeah. And that that carries into at least the first part of the movie. The second part does kind of like when they get into like the Sam Hain and they go to the yeah. classroom. It's like. Wait, yeah. where are we going here? But it's still, it's still fun. I know, but like, I love, I, I love the fact that it, ta- like, literally, that it takes place immediately after. Yeah, he gets that's up what and makes walks it great. Away. Yeah, yeah, it's totally. fantastic, and Donald Pleasance is always a joy to watch. You know, <laughs> yeah. so I just, I just love him. Oh, okay, so now we have the asshole that decided to conjure up Mad Men Mars, <laughs> and that would be Richie. That's the that's kind of like the key. He's like between a camper and a counselor, right? I don't know what he is. It's very vague. (laughs) Maybe he's like a CIA. He's like a counselor in training. Yes, I needed to ask you because two reasons. TP decides he's like I have to go find Richie. He's my Mm. responsibility, right? Mm. So you're like, well, is he a camper? You know, right, right. And you're like, no, he's not a camper because he looks like he's on the wrong side of thirty. So he's clearly you know maybe like a junior i was it was thinking like junior counselor or something yeah and he like took tp took him under his wing i guess yeah yeah but also can we and what is the character's name again richie richie he's got a great arm because he throws the rock (laughs) from the campsite (laughs) the fire and it goes into the house (laughs) exactly it's like like house on the outskirts of camp (laughs) yeah get this guy a major league baseball contract he whips that ball 
or that really rock. really does it's like well you know and then so he he's done a couple of different movies he actually was one of the extras in night shift and the he, uh the ron howard movie the ron howard movie with with oh my god with fonzie and michael, he? Keaton. <laughs> yeah. and michael keaton yeah. with michael keaton and Harry winkler yes great movie great movie fantastic so but it hasn't really done much since and then max our storyteller frederick newman this dude okay he's great he is crazy he is part of an he well he was rest in peace part of an experimental theater troupe and he became best friends with a famous irish novelist by the name of samuel beckett yeah so he was like friends with samuel beckett and every play that samuel beckett had written that he hadn't done anything with this this dude convinced him to allow them to do all these plays so they put all these plays on Mm. so yeah i know interesting but yeah huge huge theater career huge yeah he kind of looks like well he looks like steve bannon yes (laughs) kind of i was like this guy this guy's got the steve bannon look he does have the steve bannon with the hair (laughs) Oh, for sure. And then where, like, when he leaves, and then they call him, and he's got like playing cards in his. He's got like a full house in his, and it's like, wait, right. he's just gambling somewhere. He's while he's his council off being- gambling. Yeah, he's like, you know, save me a beer. I'm I'm gonna go into town, whatever that means. You know, yeah. It's so I. It's so like when they call him, he's just at some sleazy poker game. Yeah, it's, uh, it's such a great little detail. It's fantastic. I love it. I love the the character development in this. To be honest, is actually really really good. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I like the character development. I've said this. I actually like the character development in this more than I like the character development in Friday the Thirteenth Part wow, One. Interesting, mind okay. you, because okay. Part Two is Got my it. favorite of all the Fridays. <clears throat> yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, and then we have Bill that is played by alex murphy he is the i want to say he's like the blonde yeah like polish because apparently yep. he was in a bunch of polish soap operas by the way <laughs> so okay he's the one who gives the speech yeah uh, yeah and and he's and, the one that's that gets really weird and they're yes, like are right you, he's are by okay? the fireplace and he's like and you would never know if i was yeah, a killer yeah. Oh my God. When that girl asks if he's okay, it, right. the theater was dying laughing. It's, it's like, it's like, bro, you're not getting laid tonight. It's so me. funny. Viewers. And he, lo- he looks like Keith Carradine kind of. Yeah, he does. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. My absolute favorite character in this whole movie is Stacy. Stacy, I don't need a man. I'm just here to play yeah, my flute. Yep. yep. <laughs> She's great. Harriet Bass. She is a famous theater teacher and casting director in New York City. Okay. That yeah. she looks like that. Yes. That's just like what she looks like. Yes. She looks like she teaches theater. She's Absolutely. great in this. I had forgotten oh. about her her flute. And then when she's trying to get up the hill. <laughs> when she tries to get up the hill and then she and then she like she like wills herself to get up the hill and then she gets to the top of the hill and she like almost basically like slaps herself five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah she's she's really good she's very proud of the fact that she made it up that hill i was like wow okay all right and then we've got our 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 sad 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 couple i can't think of let me see i put this down here ellie and bill is bill the one that looks like john oates there's a lot of lookalikes in this movie yeah (laughs) tons of lookalikes bill's got the bill's got the oats mustache that's right yeah okay (laughs) 
and Ellie's got the like really tiny, tiny voice and like the really frizzy yep. hair. Yeah. yeah. What I like about I like Ellie and Bill because when Bill dies, Ellie's reaction is like visceral. Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed mm-hmm. to when a lot of women find their boyfriends dead in movies, it's in in horror films. It's just kind of like <laughs> scream. All right, I guess I got to get away or whatever. But she's just like she's committed to the bit. Yeah, no, she's genuine. She's terrified. Genuinely terrified, genuinely sad, genuinely upset, you know. Yep. And so what's your background with this movie? So I had never heard of this movie until until last year. It's weird. I I love horror movies, but I kind of I I realized that I only like I love like kind of the the really well-known ones, like the Halloween's, the Friday the 13th, the Nightmare on Elm Street's, the Return of the Living Dead franchise. But there, so I live in Los Angeles and there's a theater here called the New Beverly that I go to all the time, as you know, from listening to my podcast, it's all I talk about. (laughs) This place is like my church. It's a Quentin Tarantino owns it and he's the program director. So he's setting the lineup. They're all, a lot of the movies are from his private collection. You're seeing them on the original film. A lot of them are like grainy, gritty, like it's, it's awesome. It's my favorite place on earth. So I was going there last year my brother and I would go all the time and there was a there was a it was on it was a double bill of this and and the movie Silent Madness have you ever seen Silent Madness no oh oh look at that oh my what in the hell so it's a it's about this escape this what is the premise a criminally insane man is accidentally released from a mental hospital the staff (laughs) tries to cover it up but a young psychiatrist travels to the college town where he committed several murders to warn the locals so like it was kind of like that and Mad Men are kind of similar. They're both kind of like these axe wielding psychopaths. Right. But when I when I when my brother and I saw that, we were just like, dude, we have to do Mad Men, Silent Madness. That's just a, like a seeing the horror movies at this place. Like so, going back to what I was saying, it's really educated me on all these other '80s horror movies that I just never knew about. Like maybe I saw them at the video store when I was younger, but like I probably bypassed them because I just wanted to see like that. So it's I've really had like an education at this theater of like these these 80s B grindhouse horror movies. So when you see the poster for Mad Men, which is just a badass movie poster, and then Silent mm-hmm. Madness, I was like, okay, we're definitely doing that. So <laughs> I, and I always go to this theater cold. Like most of the movies I see that I've never seen or heard of before, and I don't even I don't even read up on them. I was like, I just want to. I just you're like in the hands of Tarantino, kind of like you're like a customer at the video rental store that he used to work at. Like mm-hmm. these are the movies you should watch. So it's just kind of like feed them to me. Right. So I go in there, I go in there cold. So I'm like, all right, I know nothing about Mad Men. And then as soon as like those lights went down and that theme song started kicking in, I'm like, ah, like this is, this is great. And then what I love about these, like these grindhouse movies is it, they're not good movies but they're not trying to be good. And that's like what I love about them. That's what gives them the quality They're It's just a bunch of people that really wanted to make a movie. Yes. And they're, they're just having fun. They're not trying to win an Oscar. They don't have a studio breathing down their neck. They're just like, we just want to have fun with this. And that comes through in them. And that's why, that's why they're so fun to watch. Like they're campy and, and corny, but like, that's, that's all part of it. Like you just need to like accept that and just like embrace it. Like, no, don't be like, oh, this is like, don't take it seriously. I, I feel like so many people, like you were saying, like Jim Bob, or is it Jim Bob or Joe Bob? Joe Bob. Joe Bob. He's just like, yeah, no, there's no, there's no in between. But like, I, I think the people on the other side, 
they're just people that just take themselves too seriously yeah yeah because <laughs> yeah. that's just that's just what's so good about these movies these, these 80s especially in the 80s and especially the grindhouse slasher movies um so i saw that and then when silent madness came on i was like i love this but <laughs> but madman in particular so I, I had the luxury of being able to see Mad Men in a theater, which I don't think a lot of people have had that experience. Right. Seeing that in a theater with a bunch of people who who knew it, because again, like I didn't know it, like 90% of the people there had already seen it because it's it's people that just know all about these movies. <laughs> Seeing, and the place was packed. Like, like laughing at this movie together in, in a group was so amazing. Like that jacuzzi scene. <laughs> which it makes no sense nope. you think it's going to be a kill scene it's just the scene of them swimming around yeah circling they're other. floating they're not even having sex there it's not even like it's the weirdest foreplay i've ever seen because <laughs> the, they're on the edge just floating around but that that shows to me that they just weren't taking themselves seriously they're just like yeah 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 just like float around and that's why it's like there's something artistic about that like that's just a random cool idea it's kind of like first line best line Mm -hmm. that's what's that's what's great about them so that's my history of it i saw i was able to see it at the theater knew nothing about it and i was like this is one of like the best movie experiences in a theater i've like ever had because oh. it's it's just so absurd and so campy and corny that like seeing that with a group of people who get it is so fun so fun that is so awesome yeah there's something about seeing something like that in the theater and and like whenever they re-release stuff like the exorcist or whatever like seeing the exorcist in a group of people in the theater is just like bananas um, and just being able to enjoy that you know just that experience with other people is just so much oh fun. my god it's great i like that so do you know anything about the background of this like where it came from and everything no not really i mean it was definitely made i mean very independently <laughs> i mean like so but, but also the to go back the theme song not to interrupt the theme yeah. song so when that when that movie played and everyone's laughing and you, you're seeing this crazy movie when that theme song kicks in at the end it was just like oh my fucking god <laughs> like yeah. that theme song's incredible it is awesome it really is it really is awesome like there's a lot of care put into the details of this horror film that you some stuff is it's kind of funny because like you can watch a movie like curtains and there curtains is a very sort of divisive movie because there's a lot of people who are like man that movie's boring as fuck mm. but and and i will say there are parts of curtains that are boring as fuck <laughs> but right. but there are also so there are also brilliant set pieces and really good music and good performances and you know it's it's important not to just take it to like not to take it too seriously and not to sit there and like nitpick on it and just be like, Oh my God. I mean, no one, no one really thinks they're making high art, you know, yeah. that's, that's, I think why I, I really gravitate towards the movies of the late seventies, eighties, you know, a little bit of nineties, but not much is, is because they're, they're just fun. They're not, you know, yeah. it's almost like I'm going to make this movie so I can get the money to make another movie. You know, right, right. Not, I'm going to make this movie so I can go move to Malibu. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Very, very different. And so this was actually shot by a bunch of Richmond, Richmond College, which was, which is now called the College of Staten Island. So ah. back in the day, and it, it was, that was like their kind of, I don't want to say community college, but <clears throat> it was one of those colleges. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Most likely. Yes. 
not to offend any Staten Island no, fans. No, not at all. But it's, <laughs> as, it's what it is. As someone who's never been to Staten Island, I can't say I, anything. So I actually haven't either, and I used to live in New York. Oh, my gosh. I was going to ask you. I was going to be like, oh, clearly you've you ridden the Staten Island Ferry. And- you know what I have? I, I ran the New York Marathon, and that starts in Staten Island. But it's just like a sliver of Staten Island. Okay. And then you run the bridge. So, yeah, I've never really been there. So, so it was a bunch of college students and, and yeah. it was, um, they wanted to make this specifically, they wanted to make a story that played off of this local legend called the Cropsey legend, um, yep. which apparently is a New York urban it is, yeah. yep. thing, urban myth, whatever, which is actually based on a child kidnapper and serial killer named Andre Rand. It's a cool uh, documentary about it. Yep. Yep. So, but so the actors would come in and they were auditioning and they would read the script and then they'd stop themselves and they'd say, I feel like I've read this before. I feel like I've auditioned for this before. And they were like, what do you mean? Turns out the Weinsteins were busy making their own Cropsy movie, i.e. The Burning. Yep. Which I saw at the New Beverly recently. Oh, that would, that must've been amazing. It was great. And I never, again, that was another, I'd never heard of it before. And, and Jason yeah. Alexander's. I know with hair as yeah. like a swinging dick. Like he's, he's like the, you know, he's like, just, you know, got all the girls and stuff. And just, it makes no sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But he's like really confident in it. Super. I know. But that was, so that was this, that was this summer camp marathon they did. It, and they don't tell you what the movies are going to be. So you don't, you don't know until it comes on the screen. And as soon as it came on the whole audience erupted. And I'm like, oh, what is this? No. The burning, holy shit. The burning. And then you see Weinstein and everyone starts booing it. It's like, <laughs> so, but yeah, no, they're, they're very similar. Yeah, so so when they found out that the Weinsteins were making their own movie, they were like, okay, so we got to get rid of the Cropsey legend idea and we're right. just going to make up our own thing. And yeah. that thing is Madman Mars. So. Great. It's a great bad guy name. Yeah, it's great. great bad guy he's name. like a killing machine. <laughs> you know what I mean is. because he's not he's got kind of the the sort of like the, the I want to say the body strength of Michael Myers but like times 10 because mm. Paul Ellers was actually a martial artist and so and you can tell that by the way he lands and the way he moves his body during like his fight scenes he you know he studied that so he knew exactly which way to position himself and you know not to mention he's like a big fucker like he's just a very big guy in general yeah. so yeah and then like i said most of the actors were theater actors it was the place that it was actually shot in is southampton <laughs> so so the hamptons oh oh wow oh, wow <laughs> interesting so it's a fish it's it was shot at a place called the fish cove inn which is why it doesn't necessarily look like a camp it looks yeah. kind of like a place in the catskills totally yeah it yeah. does not look like a camp at all wow that's oh my god this is a group of kids go out to the hamptons mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it's a, unlike any hamptons trip that's ever existed right and they it had already kind of turned you know the leaves were already you know turning brown so they had to like paint them green and everything because like if you listen to like when you watch the movie it says you know oh we're getting ready to leave for thanksgiving break you know because it's like that, that's that's where it gets confusing that's where it's like what are where like, are they is it the summer is it fall is it fall break because yeah. they made <laughs> right. that horror movie <laughs> so. oh is there a horror movie called fall break oh yeah there's a movie called the mutilator 
and then, oh, I know that. Movie. And yeah, the yeah. Mutilator's original title is Fall Break. Oh, okay. I which love is the like, I mean, are we just celebrating everything now? Yes, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> it's like, you know what we haven't done? Fall Break. Hmm. But then, so we, because we were talking about when this movie came out. So this movie, the opening image of this movie is the, is the exact same opening image. Well, not really, but kind of, of, of uh, Friday the 13th Part 2. Actually, the opening image is him going to kill what's her face who got away and then all the counselors converge and then there's but there's a story mm-hmm. time at a at around the story time campfire. on the fire yep what came first well isn't friday the original friday 13th is what 80 i think so so friday part two yeah because part two is what 81 because that's 81 yeah 81 so most likely Friday the 13th came first, as in the original came first. Mm. And then like a lot of people, they were probably like, oh, let's, you know, this horror movie is doing so well. Why don't we make our own horror movie? You know, and they're both from, they're like Friday, the original Friday 13th is shot in upstate New York. Yes. Oh. <clears throat> but I'm wondering, but these people behind Mad Men, I, 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 I can't. For, they, there's no way they had seen Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. No, and the not whole part ad, two. the whole ad, so it really isn't a ripoff of mm-hmm. Friday the Thirteenth because you know as we know Jason wasn't in the first one right and, until the end. So yep, I feel like they they kind of get looped in as as a as a Friday the Thirteenth knockoff knockoff, which it actually isn't. No, I think I think unfortunately a lot of camp movies have a tendency yeah, of because of the camp aesthetic, you know, that mm-hmm. that's it's like, oh, well, they must have been. And it's like, eh, maybe it was just a cheap place to film, you know? Yeah. When did Sleepaway Camp come out? Is that 80 or 81? Let's see. But but also going back to Mad Men, it's they because like Friday the 13th and Sleepaway Camp, they really nailed the they really nail 83 okay okay so we're that's way later but they they nailed the camp aesthetic madman's this other thing where like (laughs) tp's wearing like this sweater like none of them are dressed like counselors no they all look like they all look like people from like like vanderpump rules or whatever (laughs) they're all very like (laughs) they're like really done up they're dressed well it's like everyone's dressed very well for for being you know it's like if you've ever if you've ever been to camp, like actually gone to camp, it's a pretty dirty place. Yeah, and it's like you're wearing shorts. Yeah, and, you're wearing and shorts like... and and tanks and stuff yeah. like that because it's hottest. You know, it's usually you know hottest blazes outside, and it's just a very it's also a very physical place. Like camp is mm. not where you sit on your ass. Camp is where you yeah. you know learn to fish or learn to yeah right, you know. Right. <laughs> learn to shoot a bow and arrow you know those types yeah. of things so yeah there's a, a new york death grind band called mortician which uses excerpts from this movie in their songs. oh that's cool very very cool that's very yeah that's great and the special effects in this are really good i mean for being for for, for being low budge they, they're really the, the the special effects are actually pretty cool you know i think they're better than the burning actually i would agree with you on that i'm not a big fan of the they, burning like i like madman way more than the burning i do yes way more yes High well five. it's interesting these, these movies are called they're called video nasties apparently that's what the uk called them yep and they're like banned but the vibe like you're not really seeing that much like as opposed to friday the 13th one when 
what's her face gets the axe right in her head yeah falls into the shower and the axe is like it's the shot is right there it's right there yeah it's, you're not you would think that that would be banned but yet these movies are banned which is bizarre because the burning like you never really see a kill in the burning nope like, the ever. only the really big scene in the burning which is the scene that everybody knows is the crazy like massacre that happens where the where the killer like you know has the shears and just freaking mm. you know offs everyone in the cast basically but the rest of the movie is fairly non not like that but like evil dead yeah, is yeah. also on it on, on the video nasty list oh it is oh okay and sam raimi actually had to go to leeds in in the uk and testify because he did not agree with that decision and and yeah and, oh, that's you know well the harsh. tree rape the tree rape is what gets uh, it well that'll that'll do it <laughs> it's like we draw the line at tree rape right. <laughs> i mean friday the 13th part two is is like wicked oh yeah there's oh. some i mean that the, the guy in the wheelchair gets it like the worst that makes me that is one of those scenes that is so brutal because yeah like that he, poor guy because he gets it in the face then they roll the they they roll yeah. his poor wheelchair down rickety stairs in the rain <laughs> yeah no it's it's a little harsh it's so and, but and you know you never know what he's training for oh i i, I don't know <laughs> but i don't know that's what it goes that it goes back to that what i was talking about like i i think they put a little bit more effort into friday the 13th part two but I, it's what i love about 80s slashers is that it's just one it's just part of the charm of them there's so many things where you're just like what what that what what that makes no sense but like you're none of it makes sense you're just in you're hmm. just you're in you're along for the ride don't even don't overthink it nope i mean it doesn't make sense that like the one dude decided that he was gonna stay in town and try to hit on the waitress and that that's how he avoided getting killed yeah it totally <laughs> and so you know i mean that's exactly like that that movie has a lot of those types of moments in it and what happened to paul i'm still trying I, to figure out what happened yeah. to paul i i looked it up because i i watched that movie that one like when you said that's your favorite one right oh yeah i i do find myself going back and re-watching that one more so than the first one that one just has like a i mean it's the first time you see jason but i think i so i looked that up and apparently paul does die but i think they just wanted to keep it keep it open and weird I mean, but it's very it's strange though. It's like why, I don't know what you really gain by not having him there. I know it's weird. weird. It's, it's so strange. Yeah, very strange. And then I remember watching it, watching it with like my mom. And there's the scene where remember where the rat, the rat crawls underneath the yeah. bed and then yeah. someone pees, right? Yeah. And I asked my mom, I'm like, is that the rat peeing or her peeing? And she goes, Oh, that's ah. her. Yeah, it's definitely her. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a lot of pee for a rat <laughs> yeah no it's true i put that in a script that i i'm writing i because i it was just like a, a nod to that but it, I, it, I didn't take it out it just didn't work but yeah no but going yeah going back to the violence in these movies and the nasty like it, they're not like you don't feel like gross after you watch them no but yeah like the yeah the graphics in this were good like the madman the mars like his whole face is like super cool looking and his hands yeah because he used to wear the hands and speaking of which he actually had to go his wife had a baby 
during the movie and oh, he had it. a beeper he had a pager that the director gave him and it didn't do anything all it did was go off and so when it was supposed to go off that was when to tell him like okay you got to go to the hospital so he went to the hospital in full madman oh that's great that's so good <laughs> makeup because he couldn't he, it, that kind of stuff especially practical effects you're talking about like spirit gum and all of these things that oh yeah it's it's you're not like just pulling off a mask to go to the right. hospital you know right you're, right you're 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 gotta like there's some serious stuff that has to go on before you can like get out of costume so yeah so he went in full-on madman mars attire when his son was born oh that's hilarious yeah always thought i was like oh that's so cool you know yeah and the movie like i said it didn't it really didn't do it didn't do that great you know yeah that's not surprising it's found it's found its niche with like with all night horathons you know Tubi. obviously it, it has it does have a cult following like, oh for sure when i posted it on on instagram people were just like oh my god i love that movie that's so great uh, you know and i was like oh cool okay that's that's cool well i mean when you think of the iconic theme songs in horror movies like the exorcist halloween yeah, uh, I'm trying like and really any John Carpenter movie. The the Friday thirteenth doesn't really have an iconic theme song. It's got an iconic sound. Yeah. It's got but a like, lot and, of like, and Nightmare on Elm Street. But yeah. Madman, I think so that's fine. Madman's right in there. Like, yeah. It's right there. Cause it's like it's almost so it reminds me of My Bloody Valentine. Because my bloody Valentine mm. has this like weird folk song at the end of it you know like oh, like yeah. the, the ballad of harry warden and yeah that's right so i was thinking about it, i'm like oh that's interesting because they they actually made their own song like mm-hmm. that's so cool because it's not <laughs> necessarily done that often it's like you get a score right yeah right right but not like your own theme is different <clears throat> yeah no it's i, I mean i i listen i like it's like on my main spotify playlist i love it <laughs> It's such a good song. <laughs> it is so good. It's really cool. And I, I've never I've never seen any like conventions that have done any kind of like, what do you call them? Like reunions. Like they do reunions for, especially when like a horror film hits a certain anniversary, like part mm. two, part three of Friday the 13th. They always like bring back the whole cast and then, you know, bring back whichever Jason it was, you know, uh-huh. to the, to the horror conventions. Cause I used to go to them all the time. And, but I've never like madman madman was never one that I saw them like get everybody together and, you know, like, get the band well, back I mean, together. You know, you said a lot of them have <laughs> passed though, right? Yeah. It's kind of half and half. Right, right, right. So, okay. you know, I don't, you know what? I don't know if the director's still alive. Joe Joji and None. <laughs> a lot and of what Italians. what other movies did he make? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Staten Island Italians, yes. Well, also then the kills are, I mean, the, the, the beheading with the trunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, and then how does TP gets hung? Yeah, um, yeah. There's and, some like, some cool yeah. kills in it. But I, then, I don't, I don't, I wonder see, if it beheading, had, had, yeah, let's see. Beheading the a lot of like throat cut types. So, like, yeah, the, the, yeah. The guy at the very beginning who's just basically like a drunk caretaker. <laughs> he he got it. He got it. Like he got his throat cut, and right. they used basically like condoms filled with fake blood. Oh, and so that be- fake blood—it looks like it, it, it's weird. It's like very thick. 
I feel like. Did you, mm-hmm. I don't know, it, it almost, and the coloring, because most of these horror movies, it's like the dark red, uh, or like the dark, like, I don't know, somebody's like bright red. This is like, it's so not blood. Right. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. No, it's very. But no, like some yeah. of the kills, like that's why, <laughs> like it didn't feel like a ripoff when I first saw it. Like it, no, just, it just didn't. It has its own, it does. It has its own voice and it has its own flavor. It really yeah. does. The characters are not, you know, they're, 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 they're not cookie cutter at all. Mm. You right, know, right. they really do strike you as a group of theater students, yeah. you know, because no, of the way that right. they talk and the way that they express themselves and they're very, they're very theatrical. Yeah. There's really no hunk. no no like like none of them are like that hunky and yeah like and no but like again like going back to the jacuzzi scene like that would that like when you see that you're like oh they're about to get it in the hot tub they're about to die but it's like no let's let's just make it this weird like foreplay scene Uh, and and same with same with the character who looks like keith carradine when he's just like he pulls the knife out he's like you don't know what i'm thinking i could be a killer and it's like where is this left turn coming from like that's what i love that's what I liked about it. I liked how they kind of like zigged a little bit where most movies, like that's why I was like, it, it's really, they, they're not really ripping anything off. They're like being, it's like a true original. Like, is it as good as Friday the 13th? No, but like I, I applauded it for just how they just kind of went, did their own thing. And that, I think that's what I, what resonated with me. And there were, there were moments, especially like with a first time watch where there were moments where I was like, Ooh, maybe, maybe Madman Mars is not a real guy. Like maybe, maybe it is a legend and someone's do, you know, I was sort of thinking, I was like, maybe it's Max and he wants to do mm. it to drive up the <laughs> mm, mm. whatever, you know, <laughs> like, right, right, right. The, the cost of camp you know or maybe right it was like maybe maybe max is gonna lose the camp you know like he has to do something or he's crazy or you know well it's um, fun it's funny in the beginning how tp sings that song yes and he's, he's like telling the story and then max is like okay let me tell you my story it's like but then he kind of tells like the same story the same story it. it's like wait what didn't i thought tp just like sung the story so what's your story he just sung it and then max was like hold on (laughs) allow me allow me to read from monologues for men (laughs) yeah seriously (laughs) but he tells it so great almost as good as paul tells the story about jason oh totally oh absolutely where he's just like you know madman mars not a good guy you know a drunk (laughs) guy a wife beater a child beater, you know, not, there's no, there's no redeeming qualities about him. And there's no, there's no real, I I like it when my monsters are not demystified. Like, Mm, I don't want to know how the sausage gets made as a horror fan. I want, that's why I, Black Christmas is my favorite horror film of all time, because I like the fact that it is basically just about some dude that is totally Looney Tunes that climbs into a sorority house just to psychologically torture a group of women. That's it. Yeah. Well, that's why Halloween's so good. Yeah. Yeah. But see, that's the thing is like, once we get into the whole origin story of this and that and Rob Zombie. Yeah, yeah. no, I know. I had to do that because I'm writing this slasher right now and it's like I I kind of like when it's when you don't know, but I I kind of given my premise, I kind of had to create a mythology, background. and I kind of had to, yeah. But but no, I like it when because there's psychos in the world, mm-hmm. 
there just are and that that's why halloween is just like the number one yeah and and you know they when when ted bundy was captured and they studied him for you know years years and i mean everybody studied him like religious religious figures studied him and all these people studied him and they asked him all kinds of questions was it (laughs) pornography was it the fact that you're a bastard was it the Mm. fact that you were raised by your grandfather and he was psychotic and bundy said the same thing every single time which is i did it because i liked it and because Mm. i wanted to right right. you know like and that is scary enough yeah oh my god that's terrifying it's It's why the end of the strangers i love the strangers so much and the end is so good why are you doing this because you were home it's like it's kind of how it usually it's kind of how it works yeah and with madman mars he's just this awful abusive husband alcoholic and they kill him and then they kill him and then all of a sudden like he's got monster hands (laughs) (laughs) so it's like in 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 his like going from being alive to his path towards dying in that like he was almost just possessed by some mysterious energy that just turned him into a monster right he's like a he's like a he's like a sasquatch yeah he kind of is actually he is because he's like big and hulking and as he's crazy he's a deformed he's deformed he's got the crazy you know crazy hands and whatever and he's just like this and he roams the woods you know yeah but at no point was i like well why did he how did that happen? It's just like, I don't know. It's madman. Don't I think. Yeah. Sh- <laughs> don't question it. Just let it happen. Yeah. Just, just roll with it. <laughs> just roll with it. It's totally fine. Well, it, it's interesting. You mentioned, you, you mentioned like the fact that none of these particular horror films make you feel like you have to take a shower afterwards, you know, or no, uncomfortable, no. you know, and, no. yeah, it's not scary. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there are quite a few horror films, like for instance, I can put on, I can put on Madman, I can put on The Prowler, I can put on Black Christmas or whatever and, and just, and be like, this is what this movie is, you know, but like, if mm. I put on Maniac, you Maniac's know, dark. It, Maniac's dark, right? You yeah, know, Maniac's very a very, very dark movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it really is. Or When a Stranger Calls, it's like, nope. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I recently watched the original one. It's it's I I, I actually like the remake, even though the people hate the remake. You know what? But I, I've never I seen like it. I can't I cannot say anything about it because I've never seen it. It's I mean, okay, the acting's shitty, but like that premise, they took that opening of the original and just built it into a long movie. It's on Netflix. I mean, it's worth just throw. It's worth turning the lights off and just like mm-hmm. getting into it. Okay. Uh, but no, the original is good. I'm trying to think what horror movies are like that for me. I mean, I personally can't watch The Exorcist. I just can't. Oh, like, wow. I just, I, I, it like gets into my head. Yeah. And it's playing at the New Beverly and I would go <gasps> see it there because that's where you want to see it. I know. But I'm like, I was like, oh, I, can't, I can't do it. You can't. Um, just, it yeah. like gets, it gets, gets into my brain and just stays there. It's and won't very leave. scary in the theater. Like it's a very, oh my God. I, it's I can't a scary even imagine. movie in the theater. You know? Yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But no, Madman, Madman, and like, have you, have you, have you seen like, don't go in the house or don't go in the house? Oh yeah. Don't go in the house. Don't answer the phone. (laughs) Like those are, I mean, don't go in the woods is actually really shitty. Oh, Uh, don't go in the woods is, is also known as, well, it's, it's got a couple titles, but I know what you're talking, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Don't go in the woods is like, eh, you know, it's, I mean, again, like Madman is, it's not great, but there is a quality to it that is actually like, oh, they, they put like some effort into it. They put no effort into don't go in the woods. (laughs) I mean, it it looks like it was made on like the worst 
cheapest camera. Like it's really shitty. Yeah. But uh, but uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of another movie that uh, that I just like can't. The Strangers is scary. Oh, it's very scary. I scary I mo- I have a yeah like like home invasion shit like that one and vacancy. It's like mm. nope, can't do it. Same with just, same with Paranormal Activity. Too scary for me. Can't do it. I mean, Paranormal Activity is terrifying, and I saw it in the theater, and I I, I was like not right for a year. It was it's, it's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Have but you no, seen... these, these. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to ask you, have you seen Session Nine? No. Okay. So I was, I was watching like a 50, oh, 50 horror films you've never seen, a special. And, and, and oddly enough, a lot of them I hadn't seen. And they showed, they showed Session Nine. And I was like, hmm, you know, because it's an all male cast and there's no women. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then, you know, no titties so (laughs) no damn it but there was they they showed it and then they talked about it and i was like that's interesting so i started i like watched it and it just it's so good and it's a slow burn and Mm. it's psychological it's kind Mm. i mean it's a very 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 shining ish you know but just a really good movie and then when you watch it the second time knowing what you know it's a totally Mm. different movie right in fact i think it's actually scarier the second time around because you're like oh you know (laughs) like you you just know you know what you know you know and each of those scenes takes on a totally different level but it's a it's about a group of asbestos workers who have to go in and clean the asbestos out of a sanitarium in massachusetts and the guy who heads the group is desperate for money And his wife has had this, had a baby and the baby has an ear infection. And so he hasn't slept like he hasn't slept at all. And so he's teetering on the, just on the edge of sanity anyway. And they're like, well, you know, how much to do this and how long will it take you? And he's like, I can get four guys out here. I can get this done in a weekend which is like crazy. And Mm -hmm. they're like, okay, yeah, well, sure. Then the, then the job is yours. So when they're in there, they start playing around with all the old, you know, sanitarium toys and stuff. And they find like old tapes of a schizophrenic patient and they start playing them. And session nine is the last one. And it's just great. It's great, but it's a very, you know, head type thing. And it's, and it's a slow burn. Like most people Mm. would watch it and just be like, this is fucking boring. And it's like, well, did you get to the last 20 minutes? Because once you get to that last 20 minutes and that thing takes off, you're just like, you know. Yes. Stuff with sanitarium is is creepy. Yes. It it absolutely is. But that's the same thing with paranormal activity. It's, it's actually pretty boring, but until the last 15 minutes, it's like, Oh, it's like all systems go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it it hit. That's why it's so good. Cause you're just like, Okay. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ! That just got intense. Mm-hmm. Same with like Blair. Same with Blair Witch. Blair Witch. I was just gonna say. <laughs> kind of, kind of like just keep them intrigued just enough so that they're there, yep. and then just, just hit them in the face. And then once it goes, it goes. You know, goes, once yeah. she, once, once they're the the thing that I remember just really got me at the time was when they're in the tent, and it feels like they're being trampled. Oh yeah, and yeah, they yeah. can't figure out what it is or why, right, right. you know. And I was 
that was it for me. I was like, oh Jesus, you know, like it was that was the only horror film I've ever slept with the lights on afterward. It was the only one. It's a scary, it's a creepy movie. It really is. And you know, Halloween's Halloween's a slow burn, but Halloween has the music mm-hmm. and, and the moments like when he's in the backyard, when he's behind the bush, like mm-hmm. it's got those moments that, that keep you in it. But I mean it's it's a pretty quiet movie until it the is. last like 20 minutes. And then once it gets, yeah, and then and then it's, you know, it's off and running. And I think that's kind of why I saw Halloween 2 first, because um, ah. growing up, USA Network didn't have the rights to Halloween. And if it wasn't okay. on TV, I wasn't allowed to watch it. So because I was a kid. <clears throat> and so when when USA brought Halloween 2, I was like, oh, OK. So I saw the aftermath of part one before I saw part one. So oh, interesting. Like when they would find, like when they found all the, you know, it was like three, you know, three kids. One of them was Annie, you know, like. The, yeah, <laughs> right, right. Oh, yeah. The craziness. And then the, and, you know, Donald Pleasant's running around just chewing scenery, you know. Yeah. It's fantastic. Well, the, the funny thing is, is that the house where she's babysitting and the house where they're all dying is in Hollywood. It's in West Hollywood. <gasps> oh. Which I never knew. Wow. So the Myers the Myers house is in Pasadena, so it's a dentist office now. But I live like probably a 10-minute scooter ride from the from where she's babysitting and it still looks the same. So anytime I'm out, so it's between Hollywood Boulevard and Sunset Boulevard. So anytime <laughs> I'm over in that part of West Hollywood, I always get off. It's on Orange Grove. I always get off and drive by and just of course. The house is, it's a beautiful house. Of course. And then right across right across Sunset is the Nightmare on Elm Street house. That's what I've heard is that a lot of people go to California just to see the Nightmare on Elm Street house. And I didn't know where that was. I, that's what's crazy about L.A. is that the, you would think that both those movies are. I mean, they, they take place in like the Midwest, but it's they're filmed right in the heart of Hollywood. It's bonkers. <laughs> this the city is so strange but like it, i always i always drive past that area all right well let's see to wrap up with with madman final thoughts it's it's I, it's i'm trying to think if like i don't know if it's in my it's one you know what it is it's probably my favorite grindhouse slasher movie like for sure mm-hmm. like i i just i, I like i said like i love now that I would, now that I've really thought about it, and we've talked about it more, like it, it really isn't like a ripoff, um, and it just goes back to what I'm saying. These grindhouse movies are so fun; mm-hmm. they're just fun, and they're and yeah, like I'll probably always want to like check in and watch it anytime it's at the New Beverly. I'm going to see it, like because it, it's just so fun to see with a group of people who equally love these movies. Absolutely agree. And because I because it's Tarantino's theater, I'll see so many movies that he definitely like to take took things from and i always wonder because so in pulp fiction when eric stoltz is selling john travolta the heroin he's mm-hmm. like this stuff is the fucking madman he calls it <laughs> mad and oh i always wonder God. like Tarantino call it that because he loves madman wow. like you again you never know but like because i've seen so many movies there like repo man and uh-huh. kiss me to kiss me deadly that was a double feature yeah and i was like why why would he put kiss me deadly which is in a movie from like the 60s or 50s yeah and repro man which is this like punk rock movie from the 80s but both those movies have suitcases with a glowing light coming out of them so that's what he did and that's like his thing in pulp fiction that's that's what's great about seeing movies that you're just like oh my god he did that in reservoir dogs holy shit he did that in django so when i when i saw madman and then i watched pulp fiction i'm like 
Oh, did he call the heroin madman because of <laughs> you, know, you never know. You never know. <laughs> That's so funny. I yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I never thought of that. I never thought of that. That's so interesting. I know that his favorite Christmas movie is Black Christmas. Oh yeah, he it always been it plays there. That and Settling Night, Silent Night, Deadly Night are always playing. Over oh there yeah, during December. Which is funny because like my a friend of mine's in Silent Night, Deadly Night, so of course I've seen Silent Night, Deadly Night. Uh, oh, but, that's cool. Yeah, she's the girl who gets impaled on antlers. Oh, good, <laughs> great kill. Which everyone oh, knows. Isn't there? Oh no, doesn't he kill somebody like that in Mad Men? Or no, I thought there was. Oh, maybe I'm. Oh, you know what? I was watching. Does he hang someone on the like on a hook or something? Wait, I think he does hang someone on a hook. I think he does too. How does he kill the? Because oh, we haven't talked about the great that girl. She the girl whose whose re- reaction is very visceral. What was the character's oh, name? Oh, um, Ellie. Ellie. So she, I mean, she's got that great scene where she's Hiding in, in the, the refrigerator, room and she hides. That's and when she goes in that refrigerator. That that the theater like exploded because <laughs> it's so funny. But how does she die? I forget how she dies. I think she j- no, she doesn't get her head cut off because that's Stacy. She just gets. I think I think she just gets like. Yeah, I want to say like like a throat just... like a throat slit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I, Madman's the epitome of just a, 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 like when you're talking grind, like get out of Friday the Thirteenth, get out of Halloween. When you're talking those '80s grindhouse slashers, I think Madman's number one. I think it's better than The Burning. I like it better than The Mutilator, actually. I, I like it's anything better than The Mutilator because again, I the theme song. <laughs> Madman Mars is just he's he is funny looking because you're right he does look like a Sasquatch. The the randomness the random scenes like why is that axe in this in the stump right? So hard and why why it- are you gonna pay me a hundred dollars a hundred dollars to get the axe out of the stump? And I was thinking about it. I'm like, well, I know that axes I know they're very heavy, you know, so it can't yeah. be that easy to get it out of that stump, you know. But right. it was like, what kind of sword in the stone nonsense is this? <laughs> Although, you know what, I did I did axe throwing for the first time last week because I was away with some friends. And when I threw it in the wood, it was some of them were hard to get out. But oh that was just God. such a great that was such a great setup because it's like, I'll, I'll get that axe on. They can. Of course, Mad Men Mars is going to get it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just a great that's a great setup to like a kill weapon. Like, Super and I think he could he I feel like he should have been able to get it out a little easier. Like he should have just been able to rip that out on right. One, just one no, it's just it, the the campiness is there and like the the randomness is there, just like like any other grindhouse movie. I just think it's it's just a fun, silly movie. And like I said, they weren't trying to make anything great. They were just trying to have fun, and it comes through. Just have a good and, time. And just it just, just comes like, through so well. Let's put on a show. Yeah. Those are those are those are my favorite. Those are like my favorite horror films. Which is why one of my most recent favorite horror films is Gravy, because they interviewed. I think you were telling me about. This. I did. I've I've yeah. I've I've tried to sell uh, yeah. it on that damn thing. Don't. <laughs> but I remember. Yeah. I was like, you need to see Gravy. But one of the things that I loved was when they interviewed the director James Roday. He said, you know, he said, didn't make any money, didn't do anything, but it's everything that i wanted it to be it's exactly as i wrote it it's exactly yeah. everything that i wanted it to be on camera so it's not a lot time. of not a lot of filmmakers get because you got you get the studio comes in and they do this or like writers will rewrite something i mean brandon and brandon and i did that so like i can't in good conscience complain about that because i've done it 
But when you're able to make something the way you wanted to make, it's that's like a, that's almost that's almost better than having like a multi-billion-dollar hit. I mean, well, not really, but kind of like kind of. <laughs> you got to make it exactly like that doesn't exist. Yeah, like it really doesn't. Yeah, just to be able to have that like the there's 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 something about having a cult following that is just to me much more interesting i would say yeah just to be able to have like people quote the movie back to you and i mean if you go to any horror convention it is i mean it's people watching extraordinaire obviously but like it's amazing to see people who have gone that extra mile and tattooed characters on their, you know, I mean, totally. and I mean, characters from movies like Night of the Demons, like stuff that you wouldn't normally think people would actually tattoo on themselves, you know? Right, right, right. And, and they, you know, can repeat the script back and they own the soundtrack and they have all of this stuff. I mean, there's, there's something really interesting about that. And there's something very magical about when you get that group of people together to be like oh yeah i mean i saw this when i was five or mm. i got into this this at this time or this movie has this memory associated with it you know like whereas yours it's like you got to see it in at the new beverly which is obviously like a dream of a lot of us is like to go and see a movie at the new beverly <laughs> oh my god i mean I, anybody that's out there listening if you're coming to la that should be like number one number one yes if you exactly. love if you love campy b yeah, horror beverly. movies and then the thing is so right now he's playing all horror movies obviously but they play mostly horror it's kind of like a grindhouse mm-hmm. like they, they have a grindhouse night every monday so they crank these movies out there that's awesome but I think Mad Men, I feel like if you ever went to like a grindhouse convention, I feel like <laughs> Mad Men, I feel like it's like kind of number one. Mm-hmm. I feel like for fans of these kind of movies, Mad Men is like, it's like the godfather of these kind of, of these 80s B slashers. I, I feel like it kind of is. I feel like people would be like, fuck yeah, man, Mad Men. Hell yeah. I love Mad Men. Yes. Like that's the one that they, that they love. Very, very cool. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure yeah have really. you on and wow, everything thanks for having me on. yes it's so great all right do you want to do you want to tell people where they can find you so to speak <laughs> yeah camp good boy on instagram and then on itunes yes camp good boy is amazing and it's really really hilarious you've got to start from the very beginning and listen to the episodes and it's so funny and so engaging and quotable and oh yeah it's just really it's a really fantastic podcast that i named my dog after so there it is <laughs> uh, i mean that's like the biggest such an honor yeah i didn't do i didn't do one this week i've been i've been in the weeds with work so i was putting all my ideas to that but i'll get i'll be back next week i understand that all right 